Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Make It Rain. I am Prince George cosplaying as Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance and the Welcome to the Black Parade music video. Uh, and I'm Prince Charles reincarnated as a tampon. Oh dear Jesus! <laughs> We've got a very special episode for you today. We do. It's a it's a really special episode. We were so excited to have Elaine Louis from eTalk Canada. She's from The Social, and she has an awesome blog called Laney Gossip. She came into the studio, and I freaked out a little bit. She lost it. I, I've never been so uncool, like, in my life. Like, I was sweating, and then I think I just stared at her awkwardly. Like, I think I made her uncomfortable. But probably. Probably a little bit. But it was a really big deal to me because her blog has been so amazing. It's, it's so smart, and it's so... I don't even know. Like, I'm just, like, freezing up again. I just love her so much. She was cool, and she had, a, she had beautiful hair and a stupendous outfit. Yeah, we tried to find her outfit online. As we soon came as she back left. from the interview, and you laid down dead on the floor. I did lay down dead so on excited. the floor. I was spent. It was like, hand me a cigarette, or or vaping, whatever doesn't matter. But yeah, so Lainey came in and she talked to us about all things uh, royals, and she was even at the royal wedding in London. So let's check out what she had to say. So we have a very special guest today with us. We've got Elaine Louie, who is a.k.a. Lainey Gossip, um, and also from The Social. And we're very excited to have her here today talking about all things royals. So let's kick it off. Yeah, I know I'm you have actually, a lot of questions. Like, I'm like geeking out like really hard. <laughs> it's a celebrity sighting. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm not even joking. Like They've known how nervous I am, but excited to meet you. That's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> she was very nervous today. We were having some Prosecco at our, our beer cart. so Just to like take just the to edge take off, the edge off. I didn't have that at my work, so already your work is way better than mine. We, oh, can, okay. uh, we can give you some. <laughs> so I guess right off the bat, you were at the Royal Wedding covering for a Canadian broadcast. Yeah. Uh, network. And uh, you've also been at Will and Kate's wedding back in 2011. Also for work. I wasn't a guest. Right? <laughs> Important <laughs> <yes>. to note. <laughs> also for work. Yeah. So what was it like being there for Harry and Meghan and then versus Will and Kate? So for Will and Kate in 2011, that was, I mean, he's going to be the king, right? So they had to have it at Westminster Abbey. They had to have it in London, in the capital. And when you have a procession in London, immediately it's going to be a major deal, like a bigger, bigger deal. I know that Harry and Meghan's felt like a big deal, but when you have the wedding in London and the procession route goes past all these historical monuments like Trafalgar Square and um, the Duke of York, and then you go right up, it's called the Mall. It's spelled M-A-L-L, but the way you pronounce it, if you're like English people, is the Mall. <laughs> the Mall is that long stretch of road that you might be familiar with that, that leads up to the Buckingham Palace gates. And there are a few sets of gates that surround Buckingham Palace. But 
and then you have the balcony, that mall is so majestic. That's probably the best word to use. And everyone is lining the mall. So it doesn't feel like a small town wedding. It feels like a country, like a nation's wedding. How about that? And Meghan and Harry's wedding was in Windsor. Windsor's a small town. You know, in the expression that they use over there is the high street. And what the high street means is the main street. And there's it's just the main drag. And so you really know it's a small town because there's one high street. And it's not that many blocks. And it just kind of like goes through the town. So it's, it felt like an intimate You're a close small personal town friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, sort of. But it really felt <laughs> like it would have been a wedding that you would have seen in the time of Jane Austen. Where all the townsfolk were out. And it wasn't overwhelmingly massive. From where I was during the procession where they passed me, I was on like a bit of an elevated balcony, one floor up. And I felt like I could see her tiara, bando, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> glinting. That's how close it was. And if I, I reached, I'm I'm actually gesticulating in front of you right now. But if I if I were to reach out, I could touch and pick off one of the diamonds. That's how, how incredible intimate that would it felt. Be. Yeah. That's very cool. I, I mean, I read... I read that some people, obviously, this was a, a massive deal for many people. And people love to go and kind of check these things out. They don't want to, like, if I lived anywhere close to there, I would have been lining up to see this. And I read that some people were, you know, like, they're going to get in line to kind of line up along the high street at, like, 4 a.m. And here in Toronto, I'm like, oh, that's not such a big deal. I'm here in the office at 4 a.m. Then realizing that there's a five-hour time difference. Uh-huh. Um, which I forgot about. Um, And just like, how many people did you see? And were they coming from kind of like trains, planes and automobiles to so to speak? Lots and lots and (laughs) lots of people. But it, it more it felt like a street festival. London, for example, for Will and Kate's wedding felt like an entire country. If you think about just look at the sheer numbers. So in London, it was probably like over a million people for Will and Kate's wedding. I mean, I don't have the figures, but it's London and it was packed. And for Harry and Meghan's wedding, they had said in advance that they were going to shut down Windsor, anyone coming in, once they got to a capacity of 100,000. Now, a million to 100,000, that's a huge difference, right? Yeah, definitely. So what I'm saying is that it felt more like a festival. Which is on brand for Harry. That's totally right. (laughs) You take your shirt off a little later. Exactly. I think one of the things that I've been dying to talk to you about is, is the royal fashion because... On the day that Meghan Markle was at the Commonwealth Youth Organization, I lost my shit over that blazer over her shoulders. And then I saw on your blog that you said you were nay-naying the, the, the blazer as well. I also lost my shit, I but was in like, a negative way. I was like, we are the same. <laughs> so what did you think of, let's say, Meghan and Harry fashion, Kate fashion, and guest fashion? Number one, I think that Kate's fashion is super boring. Like I, we agree. I call we agree. it Middleton style. I think I'm so over. I don't know why they're still wearing like square toe like heels. It's really embarrassing to me with a buckle. I think you can make it work sometimes if it's a, a certain look, but the way they wear it, it's it's really really basic. <laughs> So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not super into Middleton style. So I've, I'm rarely excited about Kate Middleton's but, clothes. But not wearing, not even buying a new outfit for your brother-in-law's wedding. See, I'm not mad at that. No. No, I'm not mad at that at all because I think that 
that's probably what I would do. I think that's my preferred. I think that, you know, when you are the person who says, I need a new outfit for somebody's wedding, it means that you're making it about you. And oh, I think a lot so. of it was so <laughs> this you, right? you go, Elizabeth. <laughs> I think a lot of it was kind of her saying, like, yes, okay, this is about Megan and Harry. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm attending. I'm leaving my maternity to leave to do so, yeah. but it's not about me. I'll wear yeah. the same. I think she had like Alexander boob McQueen pads, dress. Like shoved inside her bra was that's leaking. Right. Yeah. That's of fair. course. So just <laughs> think about how we would have talked about the person who went out and got like a three hundred thousand dollar outfit. Right. How we would be saying, Are you trying to upstage the bride? So in this outfit that she's worn, I don't know, twice before, that was her third time that we know of, there was no chance of upstaging anybody. So she wasn't going to get those accusations, which means that there would be no storylines about them competing against each other. Right. I think it was a really good strategy, like to a, a good anti-gossip strategy, which I don't like, I guess, because, right. you know, I want the gossip. But yeah, in terms of I would have recommended that too, if I recommended that too, if I was her publicist. And so then let's talk about Maggie Marks. What did you think of the dress? When I think about looks from the wedding, she's not like top five for me right. of guests, for instance. If you were to say, who were the, thi- the, the five people whose wedding outfits were the best I'd be like Serena and whoever it wouldn't be right yeah. that's fair I think uh, it's fair and a lot of people say it didn't fit that well do you think that's true or do you think it was just kind of boring it's not that I I think that it was when I think about it and when I wrote about it I said clearly the centerpiece here is the veil the veil yes so you don't want anything to take away from the veil. And so you wanted something clean and simple and maybe not that remarkable. For me, though, it was the fit that's the problem because when you're going to a couturier and when you're wearing a house like Givenchy, you want structure, you want construction, you want detail. And that's what was disappointing. I'm not sure, though, how else they would have played it, though, because that material doesn't lend itself to... No, it really doesn't. It's so thick and heavy. It doesn't lend itself to be able to, like flatter the body in any right. way but I'm not that mad at it because again dress wise not that exciting but the the veil was spectacular and I think that that was the showstopper so no I wouldn't rank it among my top five like guests and wedding dresses of all time but that veil was probably I think one of the top three veils of all time I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't think of one that's, that tops oh, well, it right Princess now. Diana, I guess. I mean, just for length. And that's right. That veil was insane. It was like 25 times 25 longer than her long. body. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's crazy. I think I, for me personally, I loved the, like, the overall aesthetic of yeah. the flowers, the archway over the St. Sure. And you were inside St. George's Chapel before. I was, yes. I was there. So the guests starting to, so the guests started to arrive around 9.40, and I was in there from 9 to 9.20. When you saw the folding chairs, did you not <laughs> send, like, Duana a text message being like, you're never going to fucking believe yes. that they're sitting on folding chairs? If I was allowed to pull out my phone and start texting because right. they wanted you to keep your phones away, I would have been like, what the fuck? This is so janky. So janky. Um, and yet at the same time, I think that, that it almost lent itself to the spectacle of the choir, which is the inner chamber. So it told you like, 
VIPs sit on the folding chairs, but VVVVIPs <laughs> get to be in the benches inside. Where are the K? This is what I was wondering. Were there like projector screens like at a concert for people who were back in? Yeah, there were monitors. Okay. So there was a middle <laughs> aisle, which she walked down, and then two sections to the side, and then there are pillars on either side and so the the monitors were tucked discreetly like if you didn't see it right they were tucked discreetly in in the corners because so yeah Tom Hardy looked lost and I was like well because he can't say anything like no, that's what mo- it seemed like they no, just didn't just show lost. you on TV because remember the cameras that were mounted inside St. George's Chapel were approved by the royals so they were quite specific and detailed you know these people they are they care about the look of it. They would not, they would selectively have only chosen camera shots where you couldn't see the monitors on the side. But there's something also about the royal family where, you know, there's rumors of like debt and things. So then it's like when they have the folding chairs there, it's kind of like, that's just a corner we could cut. Like that's, like I feel like if I went to, well, I've already have a plan for Buckingham Palace, but like, like if you like looked in like a corner, mm-hmm. like they're the, you know, the uh, the light switch is cracked, like things like that. It's also too though not their deal. Like their whole thing is nothing extra, not just to preserve the the reputation of the fact that they don't spend money frivol- frivolously, but that kind of wedding is for. I'm trying not to insult anybody here, but <laughs> that's a kind of wedding that like a housewife of some city would have a bridezilla would have she'd care about chair covers it's actually the the, a statement and a touch of the ultra ultra aristocratic to not give a fuck about what a folding chair looks like see i was like give me a damn shivari chair or i walk out that's why you can't be a royal no i know no that's that's why why you're yeah you i'm here exactly you're You're, that's a reality show wedding Versus that is what you want, though. You want a reality show wedding. (laughs) Trash. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So the Mulroonies have Jessica and Ben kind of became like a centerpiece of this wedding. Like Jess was the J-Mall. J-Mall, as we call her. (laughs) Trying to bring it back. It's never happened, but we're going to make it happen. Um, She was kind of, you know, assigned to take care of all the children. And she really played a big part. And you obviously are close with Ben. You guys are pals. You all work together. Um, What was that like to see him and Jessica kind of front and center of this wedding? Well, I'll rewind because, (laughs) um, as I told you, I was at the church and I'm in the chapel uh, given a tour. And so that's when we had embargoed details. We had certain specific details about how the service would go. And we were told, this is what's going to happen you know, the cars are going to pull up and the final car is going to have Meghan Markle inside and Brian and John Mulroney will be escorting her. And that was when I was like, Jesus, Ben, like your children are with We've the made bride. It. So that's when I was like bracing myself for, okay, this is what I'm going to see. It's almost a spoiler. Right. Because um, you guys at home, like that was a, a real live moment for you. And then I went inside and I went inside the choir and the cheapy chairs didn't have name cards, but in the choir, there were labeled seats. And so when I got to the altar, I just looked to, I was. this is the altar, I'm looking left, and I saw Jessica and Ben's name on the first seats, and I was like, 
Ben, what the fuck is happening? I, I, and why am I not sitting with you? Yes, what kind of friend are you? Yeah, we, she was, uh, well, essentially the closest person yeah. to Meghan Markle. That's right. And the little the little boys made oh quite a spectacle of themselves. Like there's this shot of them kind of like gaping at Meghan Markle in the I, background. Yes. It was so I cute. I prepped myself. I was like, oh this is God. Ivy's time to shine. Like I, fo- I follow like <laughs> them on Instagram. I'm like her hair is going to be front and center. And then one of the twins, it was a John or Brian? Brian. Brian. He stole the show. He did. <laughs> so this next question, I'm going to, this is just like me shooting my shot. Like I feel like a duty to myself to ask this. Do it. Jessica Mulroney has a photo of you and your husband at dinner with <laughs> Meghan Markle from As years ago. As a side note, Elizabeth spends her day creeping Jessica Mulroney's Instagram. So no, we but can- like, it's my, okay, this is my job, it's guys. Our civic duty. I would have done this for free. But so, and I've seen you quoted in Vanity Fair before talking about what she was like in Toronto. What is Meghan Markle? Is the Meghan Markle we're seeing Meghan Markle? Okay, so let me talk about the fact that that dinner that you're referring to that night was a one-time thing. Okay. It didn't uh. happen every weekend. And I was there because Michael and I are, Michael Bublé and I are the friends. And uh, Michael and Ben are friends and Ben and I are friends. And Ben and Jessica were throwing a dinner party and they put it together. So... That I just want to put it a glimmer. Okay, so that was a moment in time. (laughs) That photo has spawned so many conspiracy theories online about me being friends, secret friends with Meghan Markle through Jessica Mulroney, and that's like that's my secret source on my blog. Like I have other sources. Like I don't need to. Well, I mean, I would like to talk to Meghan Markle now, but like I, you know, anyway. So I'll put that down there. That night, it was one of those dinner parties where. You know, at dessert, you kind of play musical chairs and you get up and you start changing your seating around. So it was only around, you know, after the entrees and dessert time that I sat, but I ended up beside her and we started talking. And the Meghan Markle that is being presented right now is essentially the Meghan Markle I talked to for about 20 minutes, half an hour that night. We talked about our dogs, how much we love dogs. We talked about food. We talked about, it was really like, it was really not that special. Like she, she, you know, I wouldn't Talking know. Talking about dogs right? and food isn't special. Well, That's no, all I we mean, have. It's, right. it's so ordinary in the <laughs> sense of there was nothing there. Like people say to me now, like, oh my God, did you know then? And I'm like, no, who did, right? Well, because she had a boyfriend then. She did. Yeah. And dun, dun, he dun. was there. Yeah. I would have taken the flock money. That's just me. But <laughs> that's more my speed. But that's okay. You just want that free chicken. Maybe he's available now. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll give you those chair covers. And he then would, you can yeah, invite he would. me. You know what? He would do a shivari chair. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. He's Italian, right? I don't know, but yeah. and then you can invite me because yeah. I feel like I put it into the universe. You would be yeah, right up front. You'd be up. in my J-Mall seat. And I seat. would happily sit in the Shivari chairs. Thank you. Okay, great. That's great. <laughs> feel like we're making making things happen on this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just dying inside. I'm like sweating right now, but it's okay. Um, okay, so another thing, this is one that there was kind of the rule out there, and we had talked to a royal expert kind of before the wedding who said like, Okay, at this wedding, there's going to be no social media. No, no one's allowed to take photos from inside the ceremony. No one's really allowed to take photos from outside it. There mm-hmm. are a lot of rules around a royal wedding. Um, but then the day comes, and we obviously see some people starting to post like pictures of you know Harry and Meghan walking down the stairs. David Beckham had 
apparently the most popular Instagram post around this. Did you notice that a lot of people were taking pictures? Do you think, were they doing it kind of secretly or was this just like, we're throwing this protocol kind of to the wayside and let's, let's party. (laughs) I don't think that they were doing it inside the choir. Like when you're sitting across from the queen, I don't think anybody needed to be told, don't pull your I'd phone be out. Too. Yeah, exactly. So in the choir for the VVVIPs, I don't think anybody was Instagramming. But out there where the garden variety VIPs were, I, I think that these are people who are used to rolling in a certain environment and they would have gotten the vibe. I think it's, we're chill. We're good here and we can do what we need to do um, without getting into trouble. And also what's the worst that could happen? The royal family isn't going to send like a mounted guard and interrupt the wedding and throw them out. And there's not going to be another royal wedding or an important one anyway. I mean, yes, I know Princess Eugenie is getting Eh. married. Like whatever. There, exactly. (laughs) So for another 20 years. So what's the worst that could happen? I don't think that that was an issue. And also to your point, like all respect to royal experts. And I get it. Like, they that's their job. They've been following the royal family. I understand why they're experts. I think what we've learned, though, from Harry and Meghan's case is that they're rewriting rules. So all these experts who've been doing it for 30 years or whatnot, they've been wrong a lot in this relationship because Harry and Meghan just don't give a fuck in it for like checking off all those, you know, I don't know, whatever, fork and knife boxes, you know? Yeah, it's been like since day one, since their relationship was kind of, even since it was just, you know, rumored, it's like they don't do anything according to protocol. Like their engagement announcement was different. Their, you know, their entire relationship, it's like it just doesn't fit the mold. And yeah, but there seems to be a different set of rules for Harry always. Absolutely. Versus Will, William. Yes and well, no. going to be king, I guess. Right. He's going to be king, but I I do think that for instance, Kate does not have to abide by the same restrictions Diana did. So there is a lessening of whatever rules and protocol, but also a modernization. Like right now is not 1980. Yeah, I will say sure. like here's a here's a fun anecdote I've been sharing. Not that it's it's not gossipy at all. It's just a little bit bitchy on my part. Do <laughs> it. So when Harry and Meghan got engaged, I have a few really, really good sources who've got, given me some great information. And they told me that Meghan would be spending Christmas with Harry and the royal family at Sandringham. Now, in theory, according to old school protocol, you don't get to go to Sandringham until you're official and you're locked in and loaded. That you're married, you're like God and the church and whatever have seen it happen. And so... When I reported it, a few royal experts were like, impossible, not going to happen. They're not even officially married yet. She's not going to be at Sandringham. Well, she was at Sandringham. And she was at Sandringham because like Harry was like, what am I going to fucking do? Leave her at home just because of your dumbass rule? And the thing is, is that sometimes experts who follow this protocol no longer are able to see common sense. She's by herself in England. Parents don't live in England. She's not from England. Of course, he's going to bring her to Christmas. Okay, I think we need a little break, but don't leave us because when we come back, we're going to talk with Lainey about Prince Harry's love shield, how Harry and Will's relationships differ, and the craziest thing she saw at the royal wedding. Stay with us. 
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. One of the words that I love that you've, you all know, the terms that you've coined is love shield. Mm -hmm. And I think people in Canada and the United States don't know how ruthless the British press can be. Right. Especially, you know, you look at Fergie and Diana, there was not, after they were married, there was not really a kind word to be said for a while until babies mm -hmm. were born. What, when you saw the love shield or that statement to the press, what were your first thoughts of how this was going to go? Oh, I was really excited. Because, again, I think we were seeing the beginning of a new or a different royal way of behaving. And it was just such great gossip. I mean, he was so, he was acting so impulsively. And these are not impulsive people. They calculate every move. They uh, run by, run every move by like 18 courtiers. So it, um, it was really interesting to me too, because then there are ripple effects I was told that Will wasn't super down with the Love Shield being launched. That's not his way. Of course, he's always going to support his brother, but he was like, oh, Jesus, this is like so extra. Right. Like, we don't show our emotions in this way. Like, British people are very uncomfortable with emotions. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and I was also told that Charles, Prince Charles, who will be king, he was on an overseas tour at the time. And that's where you want all the attention. And when Harry launched his love shield, he was like, my son just kind of cock blocked me. <laughs> so there's all kinds of royal politics going on mm -hmm. there. But that is a, a really good illumination of how, I don't know, like strongly, number one, Harry felt about Meghan, but how overcome he was with this passion that he had to be like, let's write this letter. But even in the writing of the letter, you'll note, it didn't come from him in the sense of it wasn't like my girlfriend. It was Prince Harry would like to say that he's mad at you for the way you've been treating his girlfriend. It was still third person. It was right. very yeah. like recess. I was over here yeah. to tell you <laughs> yes. that. Yeah. To break up with you on behalf of exactly. exactly. Beth. I had to do that. No, because <laughs> I think like part of this job is we're reading a lot of Andrew Morton up in these days. Yeah. And that's something that Prince Charles would not have done. Mm -mm. And so it it was really telling. But Love Shield, that was my And favorite. even Will, like the press, you know, hounded Kate too. And they, you know, they had every nickname for her. Yeah. They're like throwing her under the bus for pictures of her in college in like a fashion show. And he didn't do anything because like you said, it's just kind of like, well, that's who I am. Yeah. Sorry. Right after the wedding, they went to that, that garden party for Prince Charles's birthday six months early. But whatever. I would do the same. And uh, we saw this very polished, very it was to me it was a little off brand. I was like, who dressed you? But 
no, no offense to my J-Mall. But anyways, <laughs> what did you think of Megan's first showing as the Duchess of Sussex? I... From a fashion perspective and a style perspective, I was pretty disappointed. I was like, wow, are we dressing like Kate now? It was almost like she she has been herself for so long and then it was like, oh, you're a royal. Enjoy this cage. It's so... There was no messy hair. No though. messy hair. No draped blazer. No. And the sheer oh, arms so bad. were terrible. And my whole thing was like the, the terrible, terrible hosiery. Those tights, I don't know what was happening there. They were truly awful. Awful. Yeah, she tried though. And she walked on grass and heels. So, Which is no easy feat. No. no. she. I mean, that is the spirit. She tried. <laughs> what do, okay, so speaking in the future, what do you think we'll see with Harry and Meghan, Will and Kate, this, the firm, the inner, you know, the next wave of royals? Yeah. What are some of your predictions for the royal family? Well, I predict that you're we're going to see Meghan and Harry have a lot of activity in the sense of their schedule is going to be busy. Like they keep referring to themselves as a team. So what I think is that they're going to be out there hustling all the time. We'll probably actually see them in America where she's from. They're definitely going to tour Australia and New Zealand, I believe, in the fall. So I definitely think that they're going to be more visible than perhaps Will and Kate were. And then I think that we're going to start hearing probably at the beginning of next year the whole, when is she going to have a baby? And it's going to get really annoying and it's going to get really gross because... Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, one of the things about your blog that I love is, is that you talk about, you know, how women are handling, you know, these feminist issues. And, and that's not really a question that, you ask anymore of of babies and kids and following yeah. this narrative that's put on yeah and it definitely is if you're a royal yeah it's but just... but megan has posited herself as a feminist so i'm really interested mm-hmm. from that perspective to see what she's gonna do final thoughts hillary anything you want to ask i guess i just my what i want to know is what was the most crazy thing you saw while covering the royal wedding whether it was like a crazy fan or like just what was the most wild thing that you saw you you got it you got it right there it's the royalists or the royal hearts or whatever you want to call them because they had to start lining up super 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 early and I don't mean the same day I mean days in advance so it was a beautiful beautiful week in Windsor and it was hot the sun was blazing so by the time I don't know, Thursday, maybe Friday came along. I'd walk down the street and there would be these people and they're fair skinned and they have lots and lots of sunscreen on and it was starting to crust on their faces. <laughs> Plus beer sweat. Oh, that's so sad. And it was so, I was like, what a juxtaposition because just steps away, you have the most elegant people and the most put together people. And then these other and people who are your like, sunscreen. So ardent and so, so jacked up for it. They've been camped out for, I don't know, 72 hours. And like, they also have baby dolls and they pretend that like this might be, I don't know, Prince George and they sing songs and lullabies and spontaneously break into skits where they act out that's their like, royal fantasies. That's, that's it's my stuff nightmare. you see at like my grandparents' <laughs> Alzheimer's ward. Like it's, that's insane. It's so entertaining like in a in a in a weird way i couldn't get enough of those people what did you think of oprah being there 
I love that. I loved all the celebrities that were, I love that this was a Hollywood wedding. I love that she wasn't like ashamed because they almost in the British press try to shame her for being an actress. Yeah, like they do. It's one of those things. And I was worried that she would start shoving that away and being not proud of the fact that, yeah, I worked and my job was to be an actor. So I really enjoyed the fact that she was like, I'm just going to lean the fuck into my Hollywoodness. And let's face it. Can we just be real here? She was not exactly an A-lister. No. no. And she had every A-lister <laughs> what, to like, ever exist. We, we compare it as going from Lifetime to the Academy Awards. Yes. How that's does that wonderful, happen? Wonderful comparison. You can use it. I'll let you have it. <laughs> how, like, how does that happen? Prince Harry. I think if you're marrying a royal, you can invite whoever the fuck you want to your wedding and they will come. Yeah. I think so. I I mean, it all made sense. Like, you know, everybody there was philanthropic. Everybody there had charitable efforts that to their name. Tom Hardy, though. uh, Yeah. Tom Hardy is a member of the Princess Trust. So he works directly with Prince Charles on Prince Charles's charities. Well, there you go. Yeah. No, he wasn't just staring into the abyss. He had a purpose. <laughs> I was surprised when I saw him. As soon as we saw Oprah, like my reaction to Oprah being there was bigger than seeing Megan. I was like, oh my God, the Queen of America yeah. is there. No, yeah. a Prince, I mean, um, Tom Hardy has hung out with the princes before, like at polo events. He's been there to represent of all various kinds of, you know, And he loves endeavors. dogs. So that's and he good. loves dogs and the yeah. royals love dogs. So, wow. We won't mm-hmm. keep you. I could go on forever. Oh, invite me back. Anytime, yeah, we'll have to do a follow up. That was so great. To. Thank you so much for joining oh us. God, thank thank you. you for having me. Thanks. Okay. Bye. 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 Say it. <laughs> okay, so that's it for this week's episode of Make It Rain. Uh, a huge thanks to Elaine Louis, Lainey Gossip for coming to hang out with us today. It was a absolute pleasure, and Elizabeth may die um i can die happy now she can die happy everyone you know just free for all with all my stuff do what you want we'll be back next week with more royal gossip and royal news and all that fun stuff um and in the meantime don't forget to download us on itunes and google play Bye. bye Good night and good luck. Good night. <laughs> that should be the outro. Yeah, good night it. and good luck. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 